Panther time. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Seltzer Time Podcast. It's your boy, Ricky. I'm freshly showered, hence the hair not being, you know, full of stuff or a hat on. I don't know why I did that. What are you trying to say? I showered today. No, I don't know why I did that. I showered today. Yeah, I'm wearing sweatpants. Yeah, I probably smell like boogers and farts, but it's okay. I, I showered today. I don't know why I did that in the middle of the fucking intro because I forgot what the rest of it was. What's up, you guys? Welcome <laughs> back to another episode of the Seltzer Time Podcast. It's your boy, Ricky, a.k.a. Dick Chuck. Oh my God. A.k.a. the man behind the can at Seltzer Time Official. Here is always with my conversation accomplice, the, ham- the man with the hunch about... <laughs> I can't fuck it. The I hand know. with a munch about Worcester. <laughs> Travis. You know, you're just making me oh feel good because I flubbed the start of the interview that these guys are about to hear. And you're just, you know, you're making me feel good about doing it. I had fucking uh, 60% of a beer and apparently I don't know how to talk anymore. <sighs> What's up? Chilling, <laughs> chilling, you clean motherfucker. Uh, this week on the show, we are talking to Brendan Sargent, writer, comedian, and former Jeopardy contestant slash winner. Also uh, known as Katie Kirk's best friend. Yeah, apparently. Apparently she's holding out on us and has some photo. Mm. Yeah, so we uh, we came across Brendan through social media. Imagine if we just cut the episode there. Katie Kirk has a photo. That was it. We don't even like sh- we don't even like play the interview. We just oh hold it. I was like, I'm cool them. with it. You tell me what I gotta do. No, 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 I'm just kidding. All right, continue what you're doing. I'm gonna shut up. Uh, let's just go to the interview. She. So the kids are doing right. I love it. I don't know. Maybe we're talking about TikTok, people. Good point. What is cracking, Fizzle Fiends? This week on the show, we are talking to Brendan Sargent, writer, comedian, and former Jeopardy contestant. Brendan, thank you for joining the show, man. Thank for for having or what? Thank you for coming on. <laughs> thank you for having me. It's, it's so good. It's so good to have you both. And uh, yeah, this is your so show now. For, thanks so much for coming on. <laughs> yeah, no problem at all. I'm glad we got that out of the way right off the bat. So tell me, guys, what uh... <laughs> these late day no, recording sessions get me all fucked up, and it's like <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm all like ah, just burnt out from Zoom. So yeah, uh, uh, no, thanks for having me. So you're a former Worcesterite, currently out in LA. Yeah. What are you? Uh, are you? Are you looking to make your career in writing comedy out there? Is it just kind of yeah? It up. Yeah, that's. I, I I paused there for a second because it felt like I was supposed to say like. I'm always a Worcesterite, and it looked like you were maybe giving me a second to throw that in there. So let me just say for the record, once a Worcesterite, always a Worcesterite. Um, yeah, yeah, I moved out here five years ago with my now wife, and, uh, you know, I didn't, I kind of wanted to just be near it um, and kind of, like, experience it in a, in a variety of different ways, which is maybe just an excuse for, like, someone who has, whose career hasn't taken off yet, but that is kind of how I approached it. I was like, I wanted to move to LA, um, regardless. 
and I've gotten the chance to just by virtue of being out here, like do some commercials and do uh, uh, this short film that I wrote and do a bunch of stand up and improv and stuff. And not that you can't do that in, in Boston, which is where I was before this, but um, it's just a lot easier out here. It's like a lot easier to coordinate and there's a lot more resources. So yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's been the move. And then um, trying to get back into comedy. I had no interest in doing comedy over the pandemic. I didn't even, think i don't think i said a single funny thing for like 13 months but now that things are opening back up uh, hopefully getting back into stand-up and stuff it's been super interesting to see what comedians like not necessarily thrive because i don't want to say anybody thrived on the zoom-based comedy but there were some comedians that kind of their acts or their their sets lent themselves more to that type of setup even some of the comedians that i'm friends with here in the city have kind of moved to twitch to look to have some type of interaction with an audience but i can completely understand about just talking to avoid and not knowing if you're landing. yeah i think that though i don't know how to say this i think those people are probably better comedians than i am i think that's like the easiest way to put it because you need that kind of like tenacity and that kind of spirit of like i'm actually not really doing this for the audience i'm doing it to like hear how this shit works and i don't i do like to do that but i can't survive telling jokes without hearing people laugh i feel like i would i feel like i would explode um so so i have nothing but respect for the people who who manage to like do that and stay fresh and keep working on stuff uh, it just was not <laughs> never gonna happen for me I completely understand. And like dudes, like our friends, the lonely man's podcast, uh, three comedians that just moved down to Austin following the scene. Like they mostly yeah. went down there because they were still having in-person shows and they were already bringing, rolling back some of that stuff and they were itching to get back on yeah. stage. I can yeah. only imagine yeah, what that cool. must feel like. Yeah, it's cool. I, I, um, I miss, I miss a lot of it. And it was definitely one of those things where I, I had taken so much of it for granted. Like I had, I had like kind of stopped going to open mics. I had stopped doing shows just because of like the hassle of it. I wasn't really like grinding at all. Um, not really much of a grinder. Um, uh, but now I, all I can think is like, damn, like what uh, I, you oh, know, yeah. you don't know what you guys want to go. So. If you guys just said anything to me, I did not hear you. My internet froze. <laughs> I, it's all good. Okay, Brendan's good. been killing it. We're learning okay. about Brendan. So have you done, like, do you have shows planned out? Like, I mean, I could totally feel like, I feel like, oh man, I should have took that opportunity when I had it. But now that you have, like, are things rolling back? Are you, can you see open mics available? Yeah, yeah. There, there's a bunch. Um, I have, I have made a commitment to go to an open mic this week. I have some, I'm really lucky because I have some friends who have shows and they'll, and they're like small shows like here and there in LA. And if I really wanted to, I think they would put me up because we're friends, which is like shitty and isn't how it should work. Uh, but I, I am funny, so it's okay, but it's not okay when people do that who aren't funny. Uh, but no, I, I, but I, but I don't, I actually, to be honest with you, don't feel totally comfortable going up and doing a show. Cause it's been so long since I've done stand up. And I feel like if I did bomb, I would rather bomb on an open mic than bomb on a friend's show. Yeah. because the friend kind of like you know did a favor for me so i'm hoping to like shake a little rust off and try out some new material which was also a problem for a while i couldn't write anything new but then i was on jeopardy and i feel like that is at least an interesting enough premise 
<laughs> to like get some jokes out for. So I've written a little bit about that whole experience because it was uh, it was kind of a trip. There you go. How did? All right. Well, I mean, that's a hell of a segue. We got to take it. <laughs> <laughs> so you, I mean, you guys handed this podcast over to me as soon as we got here. <laughs> so I'm just trying to. That's <laughs> just a good point. To let it flow. <laughs> You mentioned Jeopardy. Um, how the fuck does somebody get on Jeopardy? Yeah, it's a it's a good question. First, you have to go about twenty years without having sex with someone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, um, I don't know. It's been a long process. Like I've been I've been nuts about trivia since I was a little kid and watched Jeopardy every night with my parents. Like, like I mean, like everybody does, right? Like, or, or like so many people do, and then. I don't know. I just, um, when I, that never went away, that like curious, the kind of trivia curiosity. And then when I became a, I was a high school teacher right out of college and I, I tried out for like the teacher. Well, I tried out for Jeopardy, but they also put you in the teacher's tournament pool or whatever. And, and I was like really feeling myself and I got all the way to the audition twice. Didn't get on, which in retrospect is great because I would have been embarrassed i think if i'd gotten on there um knowing knowing now how much more how much i had to study to even do as well as i did not good um but yeah and then i just kept kids every year take the test um a couple auditions here and there and then i took it over break and did a zoom audition and then they called me they actually called me I've told this story before, but they called me when I was in Worcester, which is very cool. I was home uh, for my parents' 40th anniversary. I did the whole like quarantine two weeks, like safest possible thing. Um, and then my sister came to pick me up from my quarantine and I found out while I was in the car with her, which was very cool. Um, awesome. Yeah. And then I, uh, and then I was off and it was cool as hell. That's rad. So did they like, I guess like having you on, the show do they did you have to quarantine to go on there like was it a whole different process i think um, I don't know what the jeopardy I, process is like without covid <laughs> yeah yeah i actually i guess i don't either if you're a local like i had tried out from boston and i know that like you pay for your own flight but if you have to stay they'll pay for that or something or something like that okay I don't, I don't quite remember, but anyway, it didn't matter because I was a local. So I was able to go to the studio the day before and take a test and then show up. And then they're they're, I mean, they they were incredible. Their protocol, like how spaced out everybody was, how like seriously people took it. I mean, it felt like being at camp, like every, every like time you stepped out of line or you were like in a part, like there was somebody being like, Hey, 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 like not like yelling at you or anything, but just kind of being like, Hey, Hey, you got, you got to, you got to like do it exactly how we're asking you to do it. Um, compliance officer and i don't know that i'm yeah like i don't know that they've had any cases and the show's gone on and um so you know it's obviously working for them i mean i don't know how like you know we don't have to get into like whether game shows are an essential thing that we need to risk (laughs) people's lives for but you know i got to be on jeopardy so i'm not complaining jeopardy jeopardy is definitely something you risk your life for and it's like well i mean like yeah, I think a lot of people would say like, you know what, Je- like Jeopardy is like one of the, you know, on the Mount Rushmore of like normalcy is like <laughs> it's seven o'clock or something. They're like, I watch Jeopardy, Alex is on and I go to bed and whatever. Like, I understand people's desire to keep it going. And Trebek apparently was like um, very adamant about, about you know, 
getting everything safe and then like getting back to work and doing it because the people needed it. And yeah, it's cool. That's I'm glad. <laughs> oh yeah. So you've taken your Jeopardy fame and moved it over to TikTok to talk <laughs> about beer, which is probably the greatest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got a question about Pabst. It was a pretty easy question. It wasn't anything like, you know, blown away or anything, but, uh, and they tweeted about it. Um, and I had, I use Twitter. I don't often engage with brands or anything, but I was like, Oh, I should get into it with them or whatever. And, uh, we had a back and forth and they sent me four 12 packs of PBR. <laughs> and I was like, like, this is so fucking cool. This is like really <laughs> obviously like, I was fully aware, like, this is 15 minutes of fame. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not like delusional about that, but this is still pretty fucking cool. And like it, you know, and so I like tweeted at them about it and, um, it got like, you know, they retweeted it. And I was like, I was like, surely I can like do something fun with this. Right. Like, I don't, I don't need anything like crazy. And I'm not trying to like soak the, the, the teat of suckle on the teat of fame here, but like, I I have been sort of looking for an excuse to like start doing comedy again or doing something funny or producing something silly, like silly content. And I just kind of fell into my lap. So yeah, I made a TikTok, which is not something I, uh, I, I would say like two months before that, I would have, I would have said never hundred percent, never not interested, no interest in TikTok. Um, and here we are. That's awesome. So Mild TikTok thing. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have TikTok before prior to the PAPS thing, right? No, no. I, I thought of this. It was actually two of my buddies, uh, Jacob and Joe, if I don't know if they would listen if, to this podcast. They better but, if they're good um, I would hope they would. And, and I'm not going to tell them I'm shouting them out. So I'll know if they listen to it or not. <laughs> Perfect. Um, they, I was kind of just playing. So I, I should start. My friend Jacob it is actually kind of famous on TikTok. Like he started doing these very, very funny political satire videos where it's him back and forth and he's he's very very funny we met in an improv class uh and he's a he's a great actor too and so the videos just work really well and they're really really smart and so i had kind of i wanted to pick his brain about the format because i wasn't familiar with it and just sort of like here's what i'm thinking like pbr is like an old brand that has a ton of history there's a ton of trivia there could i like do some like pbr trivia stuff and we kind of like workshopped it the three of us over this text thread uh, and then I sort of incorporated some like video editing stuff that my buddy Joel had used on our web series that we made. We had this, um, uh, improvised web series called Dear John, where we go into people's bathrooms and give them ratings. And it's very quick. It's like four minute episodes. So like a similar thing, uh, where, you know, quick cuts, quick grass. <laughs> Thank you. I, I actually think it's like one of the funniest ideas and, and it's like an amazing show, but it has no views. So we're working on making a season two and hopefully, uh, having like people who have like somewhat of a following on it. Um, so and, which which we did for season one but but we we're, we're gonna try to like keep you know keep the train rolling but anyway he is this brilliant filmmaker and and this hilarious dude too and his edits uh his edits to the episode were always like very quick and silly and so anyway i don't know so i put those two together and fucking figured out he's tiktok which took as much time as all that other stuff i just described and um people seem to like it. 
That's rad. It's fascinating what sticks and how like in a cut that you can be, you can be incredibly niche. Like we had our buddy Jimmy on and Jimmy's a custodian and he's on custodian TikTok doing these like (laughs) very like talking about brown paper towels, but just getting thousands upon thousands of views because it's just relevant to a lot of people in this one very particular area. That's amazing. Yeah, it's it's very interesting beer talk or whatever uh, people are calling it. It's also very interesting, and I know that we just talked about this off mic, so I don't know why I'm bringing it up, but a lot of uh, Trump supporters, like avid Trump supporters, started like following me and engaging, which I was like, yeah, that makes sense, right? Like that that yeah. kind of tracks. I'm not doing anything particularly like liberally in my videos, um, so they would have no way of knowing how like kind of flagrantly liberal I am in my day-to-day life so I don't know that was just sort of interesting I guess like you were saying earlier like I'm I guess I'm glad that like it appeals to people who I disagree with so fundamentally I don't know if I should be glad about that but it kind of makes me feel good uh it's a little conflicting we have this guy who follows our twitter our twitter is not it's like I'm trying to get active as much as possible on it I'm very active on my personal twitter but like the seltzer time twitter I kind of like abandoned here and there but whenever we post (laughs) anything that's even remotely political there's this one guy who he's definitely from like the worcester area but he has like 48 followers and i don't even know if his like he probably has like a fake avatar but he always always comments on it like i'll post anything it doesn't even matter what it is like the last week i watched a like let's end hunger talk between Jim McGovern and Tom Colicchio. And this guy was like, it's fucking bullshit. This country doesn't have a hunger problem. Obesity. Fuck Jim McGovern. I was like, what dude, what? Like, but like I'll comment back or like post a gift back or anything. And he won't interact with anything else we do. He just has to get his little jab in. It's only for political stuff. Like I want him to get mad at me for being like, I like drinking seltzer. I want him to be like, what? This is a liberal hoax. But he doesn't. It's sad. That is wild. I've been telling my dad to leave you guys alone. I'm so sorry <laughs> about that. But he just, he loves Twitter and he loves getting under people's skin. He's, you know, he's a free thinker. So, um, yeah, I don't understand yes. the, the, com- the compulsion to do that. <laughs> but I guess, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff I don't understand. So. That's the beauty of that platform, though. You can be an unknown troll, like an anonymous troll. And there's a, there's a damn good chance that whoever this person is, we know them and they may not even (laughs) be the person that we think they are. They just might be somebody that we've irritated at some point and they have now made it a point to every time we've that's whatever. Anyway, regardless, TikTok. Um, I too felt the same way about TikTok where I was like, what the fuck is this platform? I'm not going to waste my time. Why do I want to hang out with the children? But I have learned so much from this stupid app and I am infatuated to see all the different creators and the different ways they can use it to get their voice out, Um, whether it be music or comedy or writing or, you know, political movements, you know, social equity, like there's so much fantastic information on this app and it's, I don't know, I'm almost embarrassed with how much I don't spend on other apps first this one, like as a designer, you think I'd spend a lot more time or give a shit more about my Instagram, but I would much rather just escape for 10 minutes on the toilet watching TikToks than flip through Instagram. 
Do you yeah, find the same it, way? It, yeah, it's really interesting. I had the I had the exact same experience. I like I first downloaded. I think it's really like their algorithm is is something to behold because I think that you uh, the first time I downloaded, I spent a little bit of time on it. And I was like. I don't get it. I, I, I'm not there. Uh, but then once it starts to figure you out, um, which I, the way I'm talking about this sounds like a dystopian, like oh, AI absolutely form. Is. But, but once it starts to learn me, um, it gives me what I want and that makes me feel good. <laughs> and that's social media, right? Like it, it's, it's, it, and it is really interesting because they, there is such an eclectic like variety of content on there like there is a ton of garbage and i had i keep going through this roller coaster of like there's so much garbage and there's so much people so many people on there like using it and it's just like making the world worse and 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 it's dumb and it's not funny and there's so many people who think they're funny and they're not and that drives me crazy but then i look at like twitter and facebook and instagram and they're all like that like they're all, they all have a huge population of people who I wish weren't on it. Um, so it's really not any different. The only difference is with TikTok, I feel like there's a higher amount of people who are there to like make something or like put something into the world that is useful, even if it is really vain, which I think a lot of it is like uh, irritatingly vain. Although, I mean, my whole thing is like 10 minutes of just my face. So I don't really, I can't really talk, but. <laughs> the vanity, the vanity for vanity's sake, part of it like bugs me, but that's I don't know. It's all social media. I think like the the like helpful life hack stuff. I think is really cool. I think there's a lot of like, I feel like there's a lot of really amazing singers on TikTok that I find myself just like listening to, and I don't know. Maybe those people would never, no one ever hear them sing if it wasn't for TikTok, and I think that's pretty cool. I'm finding this. I'm finding drummers, and I'm finding like yeah. I just found a woman yesterday yeah. that's playing on her kids' toys and a couch. I think her handle's like Couch Rocker or something, and she's fucking jamming, man. And she's just yeah. she's clearly a mom that knows how to play, but doesn't have like a full kit. And she plays the opportunities she has, and she beats the shit out yep. of her her heads as she has them. I, that's awesome. It's in that like evening of the playing field where we're bringing attention to all these different creators that I find so enchanting. Yeah, I like the. I agree. Like I got TikTok a long time ago, but I'm not good at it at all. I am so disgustingly bad at it. It it's funny now having it, you know, for the last year really explode, and you every time I go on Instagram, somebody has posted in their story a TikTok of something that I saw like six months ago, but like, it's like the, whatever that accounts, you know, new video is. I'm like, Oh, and like, part of me is like, you know what? They fucking made it. Like, I'm really happy for that person. Like, even though they just <laughs> random kid in Worcester's Instagram story. It's like, yeah. Yeah. It's all, it, it, I, I, I don't really use Reddit anymore. I don't know why. I think I just deleted the app and it actually had its intended result, which is that I don't want to use it anymore. Um, <laughs> I never really got Now that I'm talking about it. I'll probably want to go use it, but um, yeah, I just, I, I, I lose a decent amount of time there. Um, I can, but then, I, then at some point I'm like, I'll get like, if I get like two, I have a pretty short leash. I'll be honest. If I get like two bad ones in a row or three that I like really don't like in a row, I'm like, I need a break. The algorithm needs a break for me and I need a break from it. That's a very healthy way to deal with that. <laughs> oh, I assure you it's not. 
Well, the algorithm <laughs> takes that as a challenge and it doesn't yeah. deliver three yeah, exactly. bad ones in a row. Keep in mind, I'm still talking about the algorithm as if it's a real person. So there's <laughs> nothing healthy about it at all. Oh, it's not a person, but it's an entity. It's a, it's a, like yeah. a it's almost like our version of a God. Yeah. 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 I just watched Mitchell's, the Mitchell's versus the machines on Netflix. Do you guys watch that? No. What's that? I started it That's with great. my niece and nephew, but they didn't want to watch it. Yeah. It's, it's great. It's, um, I think it's the same animators as Into the Spider-Verse or the same animation team. So it's got a really cool, interesting look and it's all about, uh, you know, AI taking over the world. So it's just like family on a road trip that has to put it. It's good. It's, it's, I like it. That's awesome. So there's a little bit about the algorithm though I want to touch on just to get your your take. Um, because I feel like there's a certain point where we all fear it what's doing exactly what we want it to do. And it's to make our lives easier and to simplify things and make it easier to find the things we look for. And we all at a certain point want a Wallace and Gromit style life where we can just walk out of our bed and have everything taken care of us, you know, for us as we move about our house. And essentially that's what these machines are doing is they're learning about us and learning new ways to help facilitate our lives. And I wonder where's the balance? Like at what, what point do we give up? I don't know. Uh, it could be just a stoner thought at this point, but it's interesting. We fear it, but we also want their assistance. Huh. Yeah, I think, um, <laughs> I was imagining that the dad from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and that was his, that was his thing too. Wasn't it like you'd go down and breakfast would just start and it's like, that is a fucking life. Um, <laughs> My mom brings up that she then, wants Rosie. She wants Rosie from the from the Jetsons, and I'm like, that's yeah, the same yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly right. And they will, um, they will kill us. <laughs> but, Absolutely. <laughs> so I guess part of me is like, I don't. I think we're probably past the point where we can think about a balance. I think at this point we're so reliant on it that. I don't know. I was talking about this. <laughs> talking about this with my wife because we're watching this movie, and the you know the premise is like this Siri character, voiced by Olivia Coleman, by the way, which is great. Uh, sort of becomes obsolete. Like like she is sort of like the central tech, and they make uh, a, a a walking your your iPhone can now walk and talk. Like your iPhone is now like your you know whatever personal assistant. But as soon as that switch is made, the AI, the Siri character is just like, no, we're shutting it down, taking control of all this, we're killing all the humans. And so I was wondering <laughs> uh, if the government has like a contingency plan for that. Like, do you think that there's a button somewhere that they go, they go, this will shut down the whole network. A lot of people will die if we do this, right? Like you can probably assume that if you just like hit a button right now, shut down the internet, the network or whatever everywhere like a lot of people would lose their life but used in the case of emergency if there's a robot uprising where way more people would die what do you think about what do you think about that question um i don't think that they ever push that button <clears throat> you don't think they would i think they would push it too early no fucking way <laughs> I think they if, we know, if we know anything about the government they will do it way too late but also there's too much money involved in the internet that they just won't push it oh that's that's a good point but does the button exist uh Probably. that's more my question maybe i mean there's 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 absolutely buttons that end networks that stop networks uh 
yeah, but shutting all of it. the networks though. Probably. Probably. Like I'm talking like-, like a full kill switch, like a globe. Well, maybe not global. Yeah, I guess. Well, no, you can't really do that. I guess like disrupt, a United States. You disrupt the servers. I mean, there's there's probably there's hacker ways to do it where you overload everything. There's probably like interior safeties built. There must be. And if there's not, I don't know. It doesn't really fucking matter because uh, because shit. as soon as TikTok goes down, I'm going to kill myself. So. Oh, so <laughs> to answer the question, uh, the benefit of the many is always going to outweigh the benefit of the few. And uh, if it means so. that we have to kill some people to save a lot more people, that's probably the decision they're going to have to make. It won't be done. Yeah, it's got fucking dark. <laughs> what did what did Katie Kirk do to you, man? <laughs> this is all this is all she talked about in between sets. She's a real nihilist. We, we, the second they would say cut, she would just look at one of us and say, "What do you think happens when you die?" And, we'd go, uh, and then they would go, "All right, we're running it back." Um, no, she was actually really sweet. And there's a selfie of us that she took on her phone that has not seen the light of day, and I think that's really sad. So. Why the fuck wouldn't she post that? I don't know. It makes me sad. I emailed her people and everything. Did you really? Did her people respond? Uh, yeah, that's awesome. There was like she. I mean, she's like a fucking her own like conglomerate, you know. Yeah. So, so she probably she has a team of probably five hundred people. But um, I don't. Yeah, there was something on her website. It was like Katie Kirk's press team or something. And I was like, hey, I don't know if she still has this, but I, this was like right after it aired. Um, it might've even, I might've even done it. No, no, no. It's definitely after it aired because she wouldn't have been allowed to do anything with it until it aired. Um, and I was hoping like the week of her episode, it was, I was a contestant. Like I would maybe get into that inbox. Somebody would read it. No such luck. So now I just have to tell people this and I would say most of them probably don't even believe that it's real. Which is yeah, the worst part I don't of all. Believe it. Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's exactly, funny. right? <laughs> if you think about it this way, where somewhere right now, Katie Couric is like, I don't want to say at a bar because she's probably not at a bar because of COVID, but she's at like a really fancy dinner party and she's like, oh, guys, I hosted Jeopardy and like these were the contestants. And then she's showing you to a bunch of people who don't know you. That's really, that's a great point. She's bragging about the fact Who knows? that she is a, self, a selfie with you, which is pretty crazy. Damn. That is cool. And it wasn't uh, that you were just on Jeopardy. You won Jeopardy. I did win. I did win one episode. That was very exciting. Um, that was very exciting, actually. It was a dream come true. They filmed both your episodes in the same day? They filmed five episodes a day. Okay. Um, so you'll notice if... Uh, like if somebody wins on a Monday uh, and they go on like a four game run, they're probably wearing on Thursday what they wore on Monday because you only bring like two or three changes of clothes. Okay. I don't know why I always I always feel compelled to tell people that little fact because it's just interesting. <laughs> I didn't make it that far. It I would matter. wear the same thing every day and just go for like brand consistency. Do they make you change? Uh, <laughs> yeah, they they would make you change. I was gonna say there's no way they would let you do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then I would just I wear kind of like that idea. I would wear three of the same shirt and three of the same pants, and I'd be like, "They're different." Trust me. I mean, that already yeah, is my wardrobe. I feel like they would. Like if that's that. a if that's a fight you want to fight, all the power to you. My dumb motherfucking <laughs> ass is never making its way to Jeopardy anyway. 
I'm lucky. If what I do you think would be your? What would be your go-to category? Like, if what category pops up on Jeopardy, and you're like, uh, I feel like I'm I'm way better than the average person at this category. Um, probably something like, like, '90s rock music related would be a thing for me. Although that, that might that, not be I'm true. I'm sure that category's come up. I so I started a new job like a couple weeks ago and we were doing this like team building exercise last week and it was jeopardy. And I, they, so everybody picked me first, like, Oh, look what the new guy go. I was like, all right, cool. Uh, I'll go with like hit, hit songs or what. There was like a music category. There was a sports category. And there was a bunch that I didn't know. So one of the music one. And the first question was this band's third album is highly regarded as the best record of the eighties. And I was like, okay, it's not Prince because we said the word band. But even though, like, when I think of the 80s, I only think of Prince. Then I was like, okay, it's got to be Van Halen because they came out in that, like, mid to late 70s. I don't exactly know when the third record came out, but it would have been right around there. And then they were humongous in the 80s. So I went with Van Halen and I was wrong. And it sucks because... Did they say who voted voted on it? Because that kind of matters, right? Did you say Rolling Stone? Oh, I don't know. It was one of the guys I work with, like, put to, he, like, pulled out questions himself. I don't know. What What was the answer? Fucking answer (laughs) was The Clash, London Calling, which technically, I guess technically, well, I don't know. I thought it came out in 79. What the fuck do I know? So, if we're talking about pop culture 80s, that's not what I would call the sound of the 80s. I mean, but that was, like... (laughs) That was a punk sound, but that wasn't necessarily what was playing on the radios. No, yeah, yeah. They just said the best record of the eighties. Not exactly the sound. But yeah. Gotcha. All right, fair. Ricky, Ricky, you want to you want a thousand dollar question in the nineties uh pop slash rock yes. uh, category? Let's Hit them. All right, here we go. In nineteen ninety-two, it was hardly the quote end of the road, end quote, for this group who spent thirteen. Nice. You didn't answer it like there Jeopardy. You, you have to ask <laughs> who, the question. Who is Boyce Men? I'm sorry, sure. sir. You forfeit all your money. I'm sorry. What was the rest of the question? <laughs> uh, who did spend 13 weeks at number one? But you got it. Nice. That is correct. That just goes to show yeah. that I know more about Boyce to Men than The Clash, which is fucking probably true, actually. <laughs> That's, <fine. laughs> That's funny the way you worded that, because now it sounds like you're going to go on a quiz time against The Clash about Boyce to Men. And that <laughs> delights me. No, I'm going to start a Boys to Men cover band where we only cover the Clash in the style of Boys to Men. Ooh. Oh, actually, that actually <laughs> sounds pretty good. It's going to be lovely. Borderline acapella. I could, I could be into this. It's going to be lovely. I don't know what might go through. It would be some stupid like Adam Sandler 90s movies or something awful that nobody really wants to know about. That's fine, though, but that's the nice thing about Jeopardy is that they do have categories like that. Like, th- there's some categories that are, like, so niche and, like, I don't know. That's what makes it fun. It, it could be the fact that I'm trying to think of something quick that's stunting my – or the fact that I've been sitting here smoking. But, um, <laughs> Brendan, it's been really cool talking to you, man. How do people follow yeah, you on the Internet? That. How do people find these reviews? Yeah, I've tried to make it pretty easy. Uh, it's just Brendan P. Sargent everywhere. So um, the, the tough part is both Brendan and Sargent are very commonly misspelled. So, um, But I don't feel like spelling it out every time. So yeah, Brendan P. Sargent, 
think like the Irish Brendan and uh, not the word Sergeant. <laughs> like Sergeant, like the crown. <laughs> right? Our, lis- our listeners can look into the show notes and there'll be a link. <laughs> yeah, that, that would probably be the best move. Make it uh, easy for yeah, them. and then I, I have a, uh, a website called Lucky Guest Trivia. It's like this um, trivia, online pub trivia thing that I've been doing for the last year or so. So yeah, come find me. Learn more about the history of the Pabst Brewing Company on my TikTok. <laughs> Have they reached out to you again after that first like initial drop of giving you beer? So, yeah. So here, here's sort of the the disappointing, perhaps, conclusion to the PBR saga is that uh, they sent me another eighteen, no, thirty six beers. So I'm up to like eighty four beers. I had some friends over. Some people like at the at the house on our patio, whatever. They eventually all got drank. I did not use them all for the episode, um, but they were all gone. I I and then I decided to stop drinking for the month of May. So not really conducive to like drinking two PBRs and shooting this episode. Um, I did reach out to them and was kind of like hinting at like, you know, I'm out of it. PBRs are like, you know, like what, like you know what I mean? Kind of like, all right, what now? Like. Uh, this is a cool idea. Are you guys like into this? Otherwise, like I'm, I'm not going to just keep giving you free PBR advertising forever. Yeah. Um, but I didn't say that. But you know, at some point, it's, something's got to give. And uh, I haven't heard from him, so I'll. Um, I don't know if I've put like a couple other TikToks up there. I don't know if maybe I'll switch to something else, um, or I don't know some other history of something. Actually, to be honest with you, don't even really like PBRs. Nobody uh, that's it's sort just, of the tr- it's that's just sort of the tragic that thing about this. <laughs> yeah. So I, the it took the first couple episodes. I did it, and I was like, uh, like I had like a stomachache. I was like, I don't like these. And then eventually, I kind of got acclimated to them. But I don't miss them. I don't. Miss, I love. I thought it was so fun to do those episodes, and actually, like sneakily, an incredibly interesting history of this company, which was also a fun kind of cherry on top. But I certainly don't miss having to drink the beers. Uh, unless, of course, they do want to hire me, in which case you can edit this whole part out. Yes. Yeah. We'll jump right in. I mean, I go through this with Polar all the time where I'm like, dude, like I drink Polar. We open multiple cans a day on the internet. And then I'll hit a weird space where I'm like, you know what? Fuck them. They've never given a shit. I'm not fucking showing anything. And then one day they're like, We'll like this tweet. I'm like, we're we're back in. We're gonna get fucking hired so by funny. Polar. <laughs> exactly. It's exactly what it is. Like, Here's one on. bottle. I can find the, yeah, they the gave PBR, us one uh, bottle of seltzer in like, I don't. I mean, seltzer time itself has been doing this for like three years. I was doing it for like a couple years before that, and it, I've never got a single thing from Polar until like three months ago. One this is the tease of every time I would post one of those things, I would end up posting them on Instagram because they're not on TikTok. Yeah. But uh, I would post them on Instagram and you can see, I would, every once in a while, I would just like wink and wave at them. <laughs> and they, they, they kept they kept liking the post. Sorry, this isn't good for audio, but they kept liking the post and, and awesome. not doing anything else. So I would like wave and put some hearts or like, I think I called them a tease at one point, like, love you. Um, <laughs> but they never, they just never responded. And it's like, all right, I'm not going to do this forever. Like I'm, yeah. I'm going to start to feel like a real schmuck. Because it, um, it's just some intern probably, or it's just some like. Right, the kid's probably like 17 and like my, my, like, I can't, I can't uh, have my, you know, 
self-worth in the hands of like a teenage kid who works for PBR. Be careful what you it's say. I mean, if it's underage and you're calling him a tease and giving winky faces at him, like. Oh my God. Yeah, no, sorry. Uh, that's a good point. Let's say 41. they're definitely in their 20s. And it was weird that I thought a high schooler would intern for a beer company. Uh, <laughs> that just doesn't make sense anyway. Yeah, they're yeah, company. No, of course they'd be 21. I was mostly trying to highlight how easy it is to get under my skin. <laughs> you can really do it. You can do it at any age. It's very easy to do. Awesome. Well, Brendan, man, we'll have to crack one next time you come back up this way. I would love that. Yeah. Um, hopefully they'll be free or crack a seltzer. That, that I would be definitely down for too. Either Whatever way, we can get we'll, our hands we'll get on. Something, we'll get something. Free. We'll as long as somebody gives it to us for free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. Yeah. Nice meeting you guys. Nice talking to you. Yeah. Nice to meet you, man. Welcome back, us and everybody who's here. <laughs> Excuse me as I burp. Um, that was a blast. Uh, thanks. Big thanks to Brennan for coming on. That was fantastic. It was super cool to hear about like the Jeopardy process, the TikTok process, the yeah. PBR consumption. Like what Ricky and I talked about before we started recording, there have been plenty of people that have talked to him about his time on Jeopardy, especially around our community. So we thought it'd be an opportunity to talk about what he's doing now and kind of like Ricky and I have kind of been heavy into TikTok the past few weeks. I'm sure you guys have heard. So it was cool to talk sure. to somebody that has a great gaining an audience, already worked with a brand and had a 50,000 viewed. Although we didn't get to rub his nose that your cat has more views than he does. Dude, I mean... She does. She's she's a little uh, little celebrity walking around the house with her nose and tail in the sky. Even still, like mellow oh, out. She, you haven't no, been able to duplicate. No way. She knows. She's kind of like <laughs> she's like the cat version of bad bad Barbie, or as I call her, Bahad Bahabi, because she's got like an H in there in both parts. Um, where it's like you did one thing completely by accident. Like all she did was lay on the thing that we told her not to lay on, which in bad Barbie's case was she did a bunch of things she wasn't supposed to do at the age of like 12, went on a trashy daytime talk show and was wildly ignorant and has turned it into a lot of money. And like, maybe hasn't done that, but she turned it into a lot of views on TikTok. It was like one, I mean, last I checked, it was like 1.2, I think million views. She's I don't know who this bad Barbie out. person is. She's the one that's like, catch me outside. How about that? That's bad Bobby. Yeah. She has like a song now. She's like a model, maybe. I don't know. She's something. She like does these every like two years. She pops up and it's like, huh. And it's, she just won't go away. Um, 17.2 million followers. Maybe or a bad Barbie. Maybe. Oh yeah. That makes sense. Uh, no, bad Barbie. That's amazing. Uh, you can also get on her OnlyFans for $24 a month. Oh, that's sick. I dude, I honestly think I might start one. Bro. Like just give, opening. Give the internet what they want. Sexy can openings for and I won't even go that high. I won't do $24 a month. You can come on for like $17. Giving you guys a motherfucking discount. You promo Crazy. code, promo code, uh, bubble up. <laughs> promo code bubble up gets you, it saves you that much money. It gets you into the, the seltzer time only fans for $17 a month. 
saves you three inches. For so less than- <laughs> thanks again, Brendan, for coming on the show and talking with us. Uh, definitely go check out his website and all his quiz stuff that he's doing and all the other random TikTok, PBR, cool shit. Hey, it's killing it. If you have something that you want to give him for free, give it to him because he'll make really funny TikTok videos and that's fantastic. Or give it to us and we'll make subpar ones. And you can see those at seltzertime.com. You could find me at Hunchback Travis. Uh, you can find me at OnlyFans backslash SeltzerTime, $17 a month, promo code bubble up, or DickChuck77, which could also be an OnlyFans, but it's not. Should I shave my beard on OnlyFans? I want to shave my beard off. Do it. If you don't actually start this OnlyFans tonight, I'm going to be really uh, like yeah. just depressed. I feel like I'm going to have to. Um, or you can find me at Seltzer Time Official, which is probably where you're already following if you know we're here, but send us 17 bucks. Um, that's it, right? Is that it? That's so it. Find us on OnlyFans. Oh. This is what happened. I am not somebody who's built to like improv the intro and outro because I can't fucking do it. If I do it, I completely lose track of what I was saying. I don't understand why I, my brain doesn't work that way. Like I'm not allowed to be like, hey guys, happy Tuesday. I have to be like, nope. Hey, what's up, you guys? It's your boy. Like I have to do it in a certain way. So follow us. And as you'll note, this came out on a Wednesday because we are switching shit up again. Uh, so we will see you Sunday for the Sunday check-in. Yeah, we're doing it that way because we figured, um, you know, it made more sense than dropping like an episode, waiting a day, dropping another episode. So now you get the hump day episode, which is one of my least. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That's awesome. Hump day? Hump day is, I don't, I had literally like don't understand that sentence like that saying like i know it's like oh we made it over the hump it's wednesday it's the middle like it's the like that's the whole thing if it's a if it's a hill wednesday's the climax yeah well, like i don't know oh. we'll see it on sunday guys see you guys on sunday